What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Simon Voyanos. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stoffer. And today on episode 30 of the Playmakers Corner Podcast, we're going to open it up and talk about a whole new group of playmakers on this episode we're going to talk about some queens in flag football here these young women here you know they've worked really hard as uh some of y'all know maybe not all of y'all know this but as uh some of y'all know you know the nfl has decided to fund flag football for a handful of naia football programs um I want to say it's either 11 to 15, something in that range. And so with that being said, you know, women's flag football is now a collegiate sport. And so some of these girls here, uh, some of them are already committed. Some of them have offers. And then others will most definitely get offers, in our opinion, because we got some of the best of the best in the entire country here we're really gonna only be in two states because there aren't a lot of states that actually have you know uh girls flag football as an official state sport and so those two states are nevada and florida but with that being said let's go ahead and hop into this so uh right off the bat we got kenzie murdoch the linebacker from shadow ridge high school in las vegas nevada i believe she is a class of 21 player so she's a senior and i believe she is committed to is it cody college cody college something like that i'm not sure on the <laughs> enunciation but i'm pretty sure it's cody here Okay, Cody. Well, we we apologize if we're getting it wrong here. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and hop into uh, this breakdown here. We're going to start off with some of her strengths. Um, Number one, and this is important because it's flag football. uh, Well, it's just football in general, but she's tall. You could tell she's a taller player. Uh, We don't have all of these players listed heights or weights, obviously. But you could just tell she definitely towers over a lot of players. And that's a good thing. Because, you know, when you're in the red zone, you need that player that could go one-on-one with the next biggest player there and, you know, and stop them. And, you know, she's somebody that you don't have to take off the field because she's too tall or anything like that. You can never go wrong with a tall football player. So that's number one. That's a great thing. Um, And also that means she's useful on offense and defense because being tall, there's always potential there, whether you're on offense or defense. And especially in flag football here, you got to be versatile because, you know, women's flag football, it is a pretty new collegiate sport which means scholarships are very far and in between and you got to be able to contribute in more ways than one. So there you go. Then another thing that I really like is just in general, she's pretty athletic, solid speed uh, and agility for sure. You know, she uses that well to get to the ball, especially on defense. You know, she has pretty solid sideline to sideline speed and can shut that down. And so that's what you love to see there. Cody, what are some other things that you like about Kenzie here? I mean, when, when talking about Kenzie, it's hard to ignore the production, you know. She had 54 tackles, four sacks, an interception, and two pass deflections. And this was only in 13 games as opposed to some of these other women, young women that we're going to be analyzing where, you know, they get to play 26 at times because, you know, uh, just, just between how far you go in playoffs and the tournaments that you play in and stuff. So the production is there, and that speaks volumes too. And something that... I really liked about Kenzie is that she does a good job of using her height and kind of even her wingspan to an extent to, you know, keep linemen an arm's distance away. So I like, and we'll talk a little bit about some things that she could potentially work on with the hands to be more creative, but at the bare minimum, she keeps that distance and that allows her to make a lot of those plays, a lot of those tackles and 
you know, like you said, with the height, that translates to the wingspan, which leads to more tackles even. So, you know, she has a very wide range of abilities to make tackles and a plethora of ways to do so. You know, there's a couple of plays where she even reaches around like another player and is still able to pull the ball carrier's flag. So that's pretty hard to ignore. And I think that uh, Cotty College got a good one here at, at linebacker for Kenzie Murdoch. Yeah, for sure. And just to throw this out there, you know, when you do look up uh, women's flag football and Nevada flag football, all that, you know, Kenzie actually comes up a lot. She's uh, she's definitely known out there for doing her thing and being productive and being one of the best linebackers, not only in the state, but definitely in the entire country for sure. And so there's no doubt that she loves the game of football. She's all about it. Uh, to be honest, she could definitely play other sports on the next level collegiately. But, you know, it's great that we have her here for football. Um, she would do a lot of great things for uh, Katia out there. But all that being said, let's go ahead and talk about some things that, you know, we feel like she could definitely work on or some things that she has been working on. And so just to throw this out there, for a lot of these players uh, in Nevada, their season was, I want to say it was postponed in the fall because usually I feel like they play a little bit in the fall. I could be wrong though. And so they just started playing like, I want to say a month or two ago. And so a lot of the film that we're going off of is either from last year or is from the limited film that we have from this year. So just throwing that all out there, she could she could have definitely worked on all of these things that we're about to talk about here. Um, but number one for me, she needs to work on that explosiveness and acceleration. You know, she has solid sideline to sideline speed, but it could get better on that next level. You know, like I said, those scholarships are limited. And so you got extremely athletic players um, on either side of the ball. And so for her to keep up, I'd really like to see her work on those short bursts specifically. Uh, I just, you know, agility wise as well. She could be a little bit smoother in and out of her cuts. So that's really what I'd like to see there just so she could be a better defensive player uh, and offensive player, you know, for sure. If she does get some snaps there, which I'm sure she will. And then uh, this is, <laughs> this is something that I really want to see her work on. This might be one of her bigger weaknesses in my opinion, but I just like to continue to see her work on those hands and get them stronger, you know, um, specifically practice catching from different angles too, and make sure you're using your hands and not, you know, seeing it in with your body, use those hands, be fundamentally sound there. I think there are definitely times when she's, when she's at linebacker and, you know, she could probably, she could probably force a couple more turnovers. She only had one interception right from this last year and only two pass deflections and in 26 games uh that's that's pretty rough i'm gonna be honest that's pretty rough so i think her working on those hands just getting them faster getting them stronger will go a long way and will show up on the stat sheet for sure so so yeah what about you cody yeah i'm gonna kind of build off of what you were saying with kenzie's hands a little bit and talk you know when you have a taller player and you want to expand that offensive plethora, you know, the, or at least max preps says, and we all know how I feel about max preps from time to time, they can be pretty unreliable, but uh, on the offensive side of the ball, she only had four catches for 37 yards. And I think that her potential as a receiver or, you know, tight end kind of set is a lot higher than that. So, you know, on top of working on your hands, you know, you want to work on 
route running and, you know, working in and out of your breaks and then just being an overall ball carrier and ball handler more than anything. And, you know, being able to expand these skills on the offensive side of the ball just means that there's less opportunity for someone to take your spot or there's more opportunity for you to make plays on the field and, you know, get more touchdowns. Scoring touchdowns is fun. So, I mean, so defense is fun too, but scoring touchdowns is a lot of fun as well. So, you know, just expanding kind of the arsenal of offensive weapons and skills would be really huge, you know? And then I'm, as far as the defensive side of the ball, I think that we saw a lot more zone coverage. So I would like to see a lot more athlete to athlete or player to player coverage and see how she matches up, you know, especially what, well, like you said, one opportunity for Kenzie is definitely in the red zone to be kind of that big on big or tall on tall player. And we just don't really know what exactly that looks like, given the film that we have, of course. And it doesn't seem like athlete on athlete is the most popular coverage in women's flag football. So I'm a little curious on to, you know, how that might look in certain situations or being able to pick up or pass off route combinations. Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't think we included this on our little scouting report here, but uh, another thing I'd really like to see her work on is just uh, that press. You know, I know she does play linebacker and I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I'm not completely sure with flag football rules, but I'm pretty sure you could press the first couple of yards, just like in regular football. So at least, I mean, we were able to do that. So I think in the red zone, for sure, if she could utilize those long arms and, you know, get a little bit stronger and press and jam some of those players at the line, then she could cause a lot of fits because you can't you can't score if you can't get off the line. You know what I mean? And she's definitely a taller player and she ha she should use her length and height to her advantage for sure. Because, you know, if she could be a stopper like that in the red zone, that's big time. And, you know, this just kind of goes out to everyone, but I would have liked to see a lot more red zone film as well. Look, just in ju this isn't just a knock on her. A lot of players don't do this, but they don't include enough red zone film, in my opinion. And, you know, if you could do it in the red zone, you know, in crunch time in, in the big leagues under all the lights, that means a lot more than, you know, if it's like a fourth down in the middle of the field or something like that, because you're stopping someone from scoring. So I would like to see a little bit more production there in the red zone specifically and on her film as well. So, yeah. Uh, Cody, do you want to talk the outlook here? So she is committed. Uh, she's one of the more, I guess, uh, highly touted commits that is for girls flag football here, women's flag football here. And so moving forward, what do you think her career is going to look like um, over there on that next level? Yeah, so I think that the opportunity is there for a lot of these players that we're going to be breaking down just because you know, a lot of these scholarships are new. A lot of these opportunities are new. So, you know, a lot of these coaches are trying to build a program in, in their image of coaching. Right. And so I think it's really important for, you know, Kenzie to be engaged and, you know, watching that college film, what whatever there is of it and being ready to kind of pick up the pace because the pace, no matter what sport you play from high school to college is going to be entirely different. So just being ready for the pace of the game. But I do think that there's going to be opportunities for Kenzie to get on the field, you know, as a true freshman, just because I think that, you know, numbers and rotations are going to be, you know, filled in 
as it starts to gain traction really until, you know, rosters get a little bit larger. So, yeah. And like you said, you know, there's still a huge emphasis on being a two way player. So, you know, I think it's important to be ready to kind of go honestly. And I think that Kenzie between her athleticism, as well as just her frame in general, it's going to be pretty hard to find an excuse not for her to play. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think that she could easily, you know, find snaps as a freshman and, maybe even be a two to three year starter, depending on what the competition is like over there at Cotty college. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think something to keep in mind too, as well. Um, first things first, just because she has a scholarship doesn't mean her spot is safe ever. That goes for any athlete, you know, but especially in uh, women's flag football here, you know, you really only have 10 to 15 different programs nationally that, uh, you know, these uh, young women could choose from if they want to play flag football on the next level. Now, there's definitely at least a thousand or two thousand schools for every one of those, uh, you know, colleges offering flag football. And so that's important to keep in mind, because if I'm being completely honest, if she's not careful and doesn't continue to work, they could definitely bring in a volleyball player to do a lot of the same things that she does. And I think it's important to keep that in mind and to keep that, you know, competitive edge. And I don't doubt that she can keep that competitive edge because she has, you know, so far. Uh, as of right now, I think on this list, at least, she's the only player who actually got to play uh, football, like varsity football with the boys, I want to say. Or I don't know if it was varsity. It might have been JV or freshman. But she got to get out there. That's the point I'm trying to make here. And so that's big time. You know, having that experience being out there and then obviously doing flag football right after, That's that's big time for sure. And so... You know, I think I don't doubt like her passion for the game and all that stuff. I'm just saying just be careful. Make sure you continue to work here because there are going to be a lot of walk ons more than <laughs> more more than uh, pretty much any other sport at this level, you know. And so she just has to be ready for that projection wise. I do think because she has so much experience and there's not as much of a learning curve there as there would be for other girls that will be coming from other states that don't have uh, women's flag football. She's going to be in a very good spot. And so she's definitely at least a two or three year starter, I would say. Uh, well, you know, we'll see moving forward. Anything could happen, but, you know, I think for her to really secure this spot here, she has to work on that offensive game. We know she's great on defense. You know, she's a linebacker. She's productive. She's tall, athletic. Everything that you love out of a uh, football player, it's there. You know, like the basics, I would say, for sure. But she has to continue to work and compete, especially on the offensive side of the ball. If she could play both ways... <laughs> that's good because you know that that means you know you don't have to carry as many players and all of that so we'll just have to see moving forward but uh cody do you think that's fair you know i i really don't feel like i'm being irrational when i'm when i'm saying that she really does need to watch her back here just in case i think that's a message that can go out to any and all players and like you said with with the amount of scholarships that they do have and with the competition like I know that even on this list that, you know, that there's some competition for offers from some of the same schools that have it, right? So that's something to consider. And, you know, the, especially prospects that get more exposure, they're going to be kind of hard to compete with because, you know, that like 
I think another thing to consider is that Kenzie's in a good spot because you you know her name, right? Oh, yeah. And so, like, then there's opportunities to, like, market the flag football teams. But, you know, uh, a lot of the time when you're some of the first athletes to play a sport, you walk and then other athletes that come after you fly. So also keeping in mind just, like, your your PR relations, too. And, like, I know that that sounds like a lot to say to a high schooler, but it's really real. But especially, like, a newer sport that's trying to get like a foothold and you know gain traction they're going to want those marketable players so you have to be on your you know on your toes and you have to take care of it in the classroom too it's the same thing that we say about you know division one athletes same thing we say about naia athletes you got to get it done in the classroom as well um i don't know any of these players gpas because they don't have them listed anywhere but you know that's something to keep in mind as far as competition goes as well they're not going to hold on to you if you're a liability in the classroom, especially, especially as a new sport. But. Yeah, for sure. And I, we have the GPAs of two or three of these players. It's not Kenzie's for sure. I couldn't find it either, which doesn't matter. She has a scholarship. She's going to college. So obviously she's smart enough to go to college, right? So that's not an issue at all. But uh, that's actually a really good point there. But I think that'll wrap up talking about Kenzie Murdoch here. Kenzie, if you're listening to this, which hopefully you are, we'd love to have you onto the show and interview you and, you know, just chop it up. And this actually goes to everyone that we're about to talk about here. But uh, you specifically, because, uh, you know, you're you're definitely one of the trailblazers here. So, yeah. But coming up next, we're going to stay in the state of Nevada and talk about another standout player. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast and happy International Women's Month to all of our listeners. And, you know, we're going to continue this, I say special episode, but Simon and I both have a vision for this becoming a more regular thing, you know. So if you know any women's flag football players or women's football players, please send us their film just like any other request. We would like their name, where they play and what what position they play as well as the film if you have it as well it makes our lives a lot easier but continuing on with this episode we're going to be talking about alexa manser out of green valley high school in nevada class of 21 as well who is committed to kansas wesleyan university so we'll switch it up as we normally do and talk about some areas of improvement first and then jump over to strength so some things that we noticed were that alexa left some turnovers on the field you know there is one pretty rough dropped interception i'd say one thing alexa could definitely work on i'd say is her hands because there's one dropped interception that's pretty tough to watch and then you know going through some of her highlights via instagram as well alexa if she does catch it it's usually with her body so you know, just making that shape right there and just watching the ball all the way in is very important for a lot of these players that, you know, may have not have had as much time or preparation or resources available to them. So I'd say, you know, just an overall recommendation for any players is that YouTube is a great spot to learn a lot of fundamentals or mechanics style of things, depending on what you find and what you watch. But going back to Alexa here, I think that she can work on play recognition at least in the in the area of like screen plays you know because a lot of the time she definitely hesitates depending on the screen especially if it's one of those lineman screens and you know she makes the tackle you know 
two to three yards in when I'm pretty sure she could make it in the backfield or maybe even make a break on the ball due to her athleticism and get a pass breakup in there as well. So those are some things that I saw. And then, you know, once again, just kind of we didn't have a lot of access to offensive film. But and like once again, I will say max preps is usually pretty garbage. So this may be, you know, there may be something that we don't know. But there wasn't a whole ton of offensive film on her. And the stats that we did have definitely looked like they could use some work. You know, her yards per carry average was below three. So I think that, you know, working on vision and some of those offensive skills is really important to do. And just just in general, working on hands, like I said, so that, you know, she could because she's just too athletic, I think, to not have on the offensive side of the ball as well as the defensive side of the ball. But I'll pass it to Simon. What are some areas of improvement that you have recommended for Alexa here? I'm going to leave a lot of the areas of improvements to you there. I really only have one. I agree with everything you said there. Hands, come on, please. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. We were watching your film, and every time you're in a position to make a play um, on, on the defensive side of the ball against the pass, those hands were shaky. I don't think you caught one uh actually in in the film that we watched and so that's definitely a little bit of a problem um but it's nothing that you know some work could do uh it just it's consistency right you just gotta get consistent at that but the biggest thing here that i think she can't control but is definitely an issue is that she's an undersized player and before i go into this I know where she's coming from. I'm, I'm sure she's probably thinking some things right now if she's listening to this. And I understand because I myself was an undersized player my whole playing career. I played in Texas and there was not one time that I was taller than anybody. <laughs> and I was like 5'7 as a 6th grader or 7th grader. And I was never taller than everyone. I was either average or definitely below average. And so I get it. But, you know, she is definitely shorter than everyone on the field. When we were watching the film, you know, it, it sucked pointing this out. But there really wasn't any players that were her height or shorter than her at all. And so we're kind of going to go ahead and say she's probably in the 5'2", five, 5'3 five, range. Uh, either that or everyone's just freakishly tall, which is fine too, I guess. But that's just, that's just what we saw. And so with that being said, there are definitely some matchup problems here and she can't control her height. Um, but the thing she can control is watching film, especially in the passing game in the red zone, you know, with, uh, with Kenzie, we talked about how she's tall, athletic, how she can be a problem in the red zone on offense and defense. It's definitely a little bit of the opposite for Alexa here. Um, she's There's going to be players that are going to be bigger than her and taller than her. I know right off the bat, I'm thinking of a couple players, because we do have a list of some of some flag football players here who are on the next level already, you know, playing in their inaugural season right now. And they're like six foot and 5'11". So that's already like eight or nine inches on her. And so that's a problem. And so she just has to do her film work, you know, make sure when you're in those in that red zone specifically, you know, those defensive or sorry, offensive patterns inside and out. That way you could jump the route, jump those routes easier and, you know, predict those routes easier and, you know, just be able to, you know, recognize those plays uh, much quicker. So you can be in a position to make a play. Uh, that's what I had to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I remember doing sevens in Texas, and every time we get in the red zone, I'd get subbed out because I'm not a 6'2 wide receiver, you know, and that's fine. But 
you know, in case you can't get subbed out, you got to be ready. And so play recognition is huge for undersized players. But, you know, with that being said, I'm a very big fan of Alexa here, and I got a lot of things that I love about her game. So, Cody, do you mind me uh, starting off these strengths here? Fire off. All right, so her biggest strength, in my opinion, are her hands. Uh, not catching, because obviously that's a problem. <laughs> it's not her hands in a catching sense. It's her hands when she's pass rushing and block shedding. If I'm being completely honest, she's a better block shedder than a lot of the players that we've broken down so far. There are a lot of players here in Colorado, especially that just kind of throw their body into the mix and they don't have any sort of moves outside of maybe overpowering somebody, maybe, but Alexa here, you know, she shows that she has an arsenal uh, of pass rushing moves and block shedding moves consistently time and time again. She's, she's shown that nobody can block her, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-one or even three-on-one we've seen some of that and i think there might have been one four four-on-one somehow in there as well and she's just very like she's super active she has great hands you know uh she doesn't let blockers get their hands on her and you know at this level they're pretty physical blockers too you know if they get their hands on you they go drive you into the ground even though it's flag football which is crazy but you know she does a very good job of keeping those hands off of her and just having very quick and active hands there that's another thing that i had when i was a player just having quick active hands and so you love to see that you love seeing that variety there as well uh, another thing that i really love is that she's just like a little energizer energizer bunny on that side of the ball when she's playing defense she's everywhere you know, she has good speed, good agility, all that stuff. She could stop on a dime and then, you know, accelerate from there. And she's just all over the ball carrier. She diagnoses run plays pretty well, I would say. say uh, most plays, she actually diagnoses pretty well, if I'm being completely honest here. And she's very reliable in that sense. And, you know, I think we have to mention this before we move on into her strengths. But Green Valley High School, their flag football team, I believe, won the last two state championships uh, in girls flag football. So they're they're kind of a big deal. And so the fact that, you know, uh, it's Kansas Wesleyan, right? Kansas Wesleyan, right? So the fact that Kansas Wesleyan is getting one of their top defenders, if not their top defender on, uh, you know, on on these championship teams says a lot because they're getting a stud for for sure um she's just she's awesome on the defensive side of the ball so those are the two things that i really love to see uh when when she was out there playing she's very entertaining um, she has probably the longest amount of film out of all of these players here um out of a lot of players that we've done breakdowns for actually it's and so yeah, it's definitely up there. And so it was really entertaining to watch her, you know, weave her way in and out and use those hands on a consistent basis and whatnot. So those are all things that I love. Oh, and then last thing here, I'm not going to steal all of them, I promise. But the last thing here, I would say that she does play her zone pretty well. Um, I, I think she played a lot of middle linebacker, I would say. And so she definitely plays that middle zone very well and will bait quarterbacks to throw her way um, as well. And you could see it, you know, on the film, there are times where she will just, you know, slightly move over into her zone and take away passing options for quarterbacks and force them to run the ball. And then even when she takes away, uh, takes away those passing options, she'll go ahead and go track down that quarterback after that. 
And, you know, the fact that she's able to take away those options before they could happen is big time. Because I know uh, on a request episode a couple episodes ago, I think I was talking about Grady Bryant uh, from Grayson High School in Georgia. And he definitely struggled in zone at times. He let the pass happen and then go make the tackle. With Alexa, she just takes the option away. Um, and she's very cognizant of that. And she has good – she shows good footwork for the most part. Uh, in that sense when she's playing that zone and then uh, when she does attack the football when the pass is thrown you know she's pretty tough and she'll go ahead and uh, be physical with her hands and attack the ball at um at the point of the catch and uh, cause uh, a lot of pass breakups in my opinion or a lot of key pass breakups that we saw in my opinion so yeah but cody what are some other strengths of alexa here yeah you don't have to worry about taking them all because there's still plenty to like about alexa including, you know, her athleticism is phenomenal, you know, and I think that's what makes her such a dangerous player. And, you know, she knows how to use her athleticism really well, and she breaks to the ball very well, like like you mentioned. And, you know, I think that, you know, she has a very explosive first step. You know, there are multiple plays where she's moving before the ball's even snapped, and then she's in the backfield. So I think that shows like very good IQ in the pre-play kind of aspect of the game and being able to, you know, time blitzes really well. And I think that's part of her success and also knowing where the weak parts are in, in the lines, because, you know, there's definitely some plays in the film where you can tell that she has a lot of autonomy as far as where she gets to blitz. And she picks on one, one person on the line and is able to, you know, kind of manipulate that. And sh that shows, you know, great football IQ and instincts, I'd say. So, and I think that, you know, she's definitely, with that speed, that makes her a huge sideline to sideline player. And if you combine that with, you know, her fundamentals when it comes to tackling, where she does a great job of breaking down, I almost never saw a play that went by her that got passed. Or, you know, even when they go to the sidelines, she's very good at running upfield and taking the right angles, especially, and stopping plays before they become too big a lot of the time. And so, you know, when you take a player that's good in zone, is very athletic, has good, you know, instincts before the snap and runs sideline to sideline very well with excellent instincts and also, you know, has top of the line block shedding, y you end up with excellent production. And, you know, I have to bring it up again, you know. I hate to be annoying with stats, but uh, these are in too crazy to not bring up. So, you know, it, in junior year, she had 134 tackles, including 18 sacks. And so I could definitely see Mansur here being, you know, a, a sack leader at the collegiate level for like, you know, for flag football. Absolutely. I have no doubt about that because of her hands and because of her athleticism and agility, you know, she just has so many more options of how to get to the quarterback than a lot of other players do. And she has great speed and angles to, you know, not get beat by the quarterback as well, because we'll talk about some scrambling quarterbacks later. And I actually would love to see a matchup between Mensur and some of these quarterbacks that we're going to talk about. But I think that, you know, Mensur challenges those running quarterbacks a lot more than a lot of the linebackers that we saw, you know, those quarterbacks face off against. And they'll definitely have to adjust their game to Mansur rather than Mansur adjusting her game to those quarterbacks. But going back to the production, you know, she did have two interceptions and four pass breakups. But, you know, once again, that was junior year. So I'm not sure how accurate max preps is or getting up to senior year. But, you know, 
there were a lot more opportunities to get a few more picks. I definitely think she could have probably had like four or five interceptions uh, if she works on those hands a little bit. But, you know, the the production on the defensive side of the ball kind of speaks for itself and it's a testament. And, you know, it's it's proof on everything that Simon and I have said. And I already kind of talked about, you know, expectations at uh, Kansas Wesley and Simon. You mind if I just continue running with that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I think that, you know, this is probably one of my favorite uh, signings, you know, out of all the ones that I've seen. And I think that, you know, Alexa's an instant impact player, no doubt in my mind. I think that you have to play her. I think that, you know, just like I said, her raw athleticism and her instincts and IQ and ability to watch and diagnose film and offenses. I think that Kansas Wesleyan can't really afford to not play her immediately. And I think that, you know, and I think that, you know, at, at the bare minimum, I definitely see her rotating in as a freshman, but I would not be surprised if she ended up being a four-year starter. I was absolutely blown away with her film, and that's kind of what I think. Simon, what is your outlook here for Alexa? I will note in mind, though, that, you know, Kansas Wesleyan is going to have a lot of competition, so Alexa is going to have to stay on her grind and, you know, improve the things that we talked about to hold on to her spot. Emphasis on hands. Yeah, for sure. I, well, first things first, I think, and this isn't a knock on Kenzie, but I think as of right now, you know, as high schoolers coming out, um, they, Alexa is definitely better than Kenzie Murdoch as of right now as a linebacker. And I think it's really hard to not just have her out there on defense and start. You know, I think she's just one of those types of players that if you throw out there, she's going to make good things happen, whether it's putting pressure on the quarterback, whether it's stopping the run and all of that great stuff. And so at this point, really, she just needs to work on those hands, right? Because I really do think she's super athletic. She could probably play another collegiate sport, uh, if I'm being completely honest here. She probably can do that. But, I mean, you know, she's not. And so... Uh, with this athleticism, you got to find ways to get the ball in, ball in her hands. And because it is flag football, you know, playing running back usually would be a good way of doing that. Uh, but I don't know what blocking schemes are like and running games and all that stuff. You know, that could be very questionable, at least early on in this process. And so, you know, she has to work on those hands. At the very least, I'm sure she could get a couple handoffs on offense and all that and contribute that way. But I think working on those hands is the is the key to, you know, starting on both sides of the ball and, you know, being a playmaker on both sides on both sides of the ball because I do think she can do all of those things excellently, especially on defense. I just have a really hard time seeing the coaches over there just not like playing her and not putting her out there on the defensive side of the ball because she's going to make a lot of good things hap happen with uh, just the way she plays her play recognition and just her general athleticism so i think you gotta start her as a freshman at least on the defensive side of the ball on offense i mean you know i wouldn't try to force it if you have other players who could catch which i know they do so at this point you know i i, I wouldn't worry too much about that but if i'm alexa i'd continue to work on those hands because there's always that threat that you know your spot could get taken and you know they do want to put out the best of the best and you know have some entertaining playmakers out there and so uh i do think alexa is one of those people she can be one of those people right off the bat but those hands have to improve 
because you can't i mean you know you can't just throw somebody out there that doesn't have the greatest hands in flag football that's not always the best idea so i do think she could definitely be a four-year starter she's probably she probably has been working on her hands uh this whole off season and whatnot i don't doubt that at all um but you know seeing is believing at this point with covid and all that stuff in film so i'd like to see her uh, still continue to work on that and she could definitely honestly if there is an mv i don't know if there's an mvp trophy for flag football um on this collegiate level yet or like a, an equivalent of a heisman trophy but she could definitely be in the running for that here in the near future just because she's so good at what she does so so yeah uh, Cody, do you think I'm way off base? I know she's a defensive player too, so she'd have to win it as a defensive player. But I think if there are any defensive players as of right now that could do it, it'd have to be Alexa. From what I've seen, I agree wholeheartedly with you, and I don't think it's out of pocket. Okay, good. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, no controversy <laughs> for the listeners today. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. a big fan of her play, um, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I think I'm a big fan because I just see a lot of like how I play <laughs> in her between like her demeanor and like just the little things that she works on and her strengths and weaknesses and all that stuff. So I'm personally a huge fan, and we obviously want the best for her, and she's welcome onto the show anytime. So yeah, and we also hope to watch uh, her play along with Kenzie and the rest of these players. I think we just got to throw that out there as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything you want to add on here, Cody? Nope. I'm excited to start talking about quarterbacks. Okay, cool. So, like Cody said, we're going to flip the script and talk about the other side of the ball uh, on offense. Come up next. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. We're going to continue this episode and go all the way to the other side of the country in Florida where we're going to stay and talk about quarterbacks. And so right here we have Haley Stanton, the quarterback for Northeast High School in Florida. She is a senior, so she's class of 21. Um, Before I continue, Cody, do you know if she's committed anywhere? I don't think I saw anything as of right now. Yeah, I haven't seen any commitments personally but i do know that she at least has three offers let's see one of them is to florida memorial university and she also has an offer to kansas wesleyan so you know they're trying to build something there between her and alexa both getting offers and then she received her first offer from midland university but no word on commitment yet at least from twitter so gotcha so that'll be interesting. Maybe we could uh, get her on the show and commit. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, but also I'm not kidding at the same time. Anyways, we're gonna go ahead and talk about her because to be completely honest, you know, when you're building any football program or football team, you gotta have a quarterback. You gotta have like a franchise type of quarterback that could lead the team and you know put people in the stands by being dynamic on the offensive side of the ball, especially in flag football, because there's a lot more passing in flag football than um well i don't know i think in flag football there's definitely more passing just because there's not as much running uh just throwing all that out there so there you go uh but Haley stanton in my opinion she's more than capable to be the girl for a lot of these programs in the country here moving forward uh also to throw this out there she was at the elite 11 in florida i think as of well as of today march 17th that was just this last Sunday. You know, they brought in uh, 
young, a bunch of young women in Florida to uh, compete in the Elite 11 and you know learn some things and get coached up. And so she was part of that first uh, group there to, to ever do it. And so that's a big time. And so that obviously means she's more than good enough uh, to, you know, to quarterback and be the leader of a lot of these teams. So there you go. But, you know, let's talk about her play because her play definitely justifies a lot of these things that I'm saying right here. So off the bat, she has a fantastic arm. She just has great arm power altogether. And, and I have to make sure I say this, but she has great arm power specifically when she's stepping into throws. She could throw it downfield, you know, a good 50 to 60 yards at least um, consistently when she's stepping into those throws. And, you know, she's shown that she has some almost unlimited arm power at that point. And she could also squeeze it in between zones and tight spaces on her, um, or I guess in her film, we saw that time and time again, that, you know, she'll be able to fit into tight spots between defenders, you know, on the sideline or wherever. And so having that power and accuracy, obviously for a quarterback that's really important and you know uh, she does a very good job of doing that and reading that so yeah um honestly at this point you know defenders have to respect the deep ball so with that being said you know if defenders have to back up because they know she could bomb it 50 or 60 yards downfield then you know that opens up uh, the short game which she definitely utilizes as well with a lot of slants and outs and uh some hitches here there as well but in addition, you know, she could definitely run it on the ground as well. Uh, she's probably worth putting a spy on. Like if I was a DC, I would definitely put a put a person on her just to limit those opportunities because uh, obviously if there's nothing downfield, uh, she's just going to take it herself. And she has the confidence to do that and gain some yards, get a first down, and uh, potentially set up another big-time play through the air. So yeah, so those are all uh, strengths of Haley Stanton here. Uh, I think she's an excellent quarterback, and and yeah, Cody, do you have any other strengths uh, to talk about here about Haley? Yeah, so I'm just gonna further expand on you know that there is a good variety of routes, and specifically Haley shows great velocity on throwing you know the routes that are heading in towards the field. So whether they're ins or drags, flanker routes or you know slants. The, there's enough velocity to get there, and you know I, I have no doubt about that, especially whenever she steps into the throw. I also think, and something that we don't have listed here, is that Stanton has really good control of her hips and evading. Because, I mean, we know that flag football is just a little bit different than tackle football in the ways that you have to dodge. And so I think Haley here is really good at you know evading defenders and you know maintaining control of keeping her feet in bounds while her hips are somewhere else to not get her flags pulled so that elusivity is pretty a1 if i gotta be honest and i think it opens up you know she gains a ton of more yards when when evading defenders and you know is more evasive than a lot of other players that i've seen play flag football so you know she's very skilled in that aspect as far as body control for sure when whenever running the football and then talking about you know, Stanton on the defensive side of the ball, it looks like Stanton is also a linebacker type player. And, you know, she has really solid ball skills on the defensive side of the ball. You know, during her highlight reel, she has what, like three interceptions or four interceptions, I want to say, all on routes that are definitely baited, you know, where the quarterback definitely thought it was open, but Stanton is able to swoop in and make that interception at the last second. And, you know, I think that Stanton is also very self-aware at, 
you know, what her speed is. And she doesn't allow that to be a weakness because she knows whether she can jump for a pick or she knows how to punch the ball out, you know, in, in past deflection time and make plays from behind where she's a bit more boxed out, but she's still able to make those plays. Once again, that's kind of a testament to the body control at the same time as just the football IQ um, and just excellent awareness, really as far as, you know, what her abilities are in the past game and what she can do to maximize those. And I also want to mention that, you know, while she's an absolute beast in the pass game, that, you know, she's she's pretty good in the run game too. Pretty sure tackler. A lot of players don't get past her. I think that, you know, the defensive film is probably a bit more limited just because of her usage rate as a quarterback. But, you know, I would not, you know, all these schools definitely would at least have a rotational linebacker who can make plays in in Stanton here so you know those are all things that I really like and you know we'll we'll take her far and that's you know these are all there's a reason why she has offers to three different colleges right now so yeah. Simon you mind if I talk about areas of improvement that some of these colleges might be focused on in the offseason yeah go for it so while Stanton has great arm power and can squeeze it into tight spaces it's specifically and and the velocity is good it's specifically whenever she steps into throws however there is a unfortunate amount of the time where she just short arms it and that's going to be a problem at the next level i think because you're not going to be able to get away like the velocity on the slants or in routes if you tried throwing that with a short arm it's probably going to get intercepted or stripped or it, it's probably going to be a turnover or just not a positive play so and i think that defenses will will know that and watching film and use it against her especially because a lot of the short arms come under pressure i would say and i think that you know she has to find better ways of dealing with pressure as far as you know how she throws it and then simon will also talk about some other things that she can do differently when faced with some of that pass rush but you know i think that one of my notes here was to improve velocity on throws but really that's about consistency more than anything and you know not short arming it stepping into the throw is going to be you know optimal for getting rid of any questions on velocity because there's definitely times where she throws it over the middle of the field that's like short arm where you know it's it should have been intercepted probably if the line like if if you have and you know an alexa or a kenzie there and you know say alexa improves her hands on the defensive side of the ball that they're definitely interceptions but between those two linebackers they're most certainly at least a pass breakup so definitely work on stepping into throws and just being more consistent with mechanics in general because she definitely is a little bit lazy sometimes and then on the defensive side of the ball, I'll just mention this real quick before passing it over to Simon. She definitely could – so she stands straight up whenever plays are started. But if she gets down in a more athletic two-point stance, you know, I think she could gain a lot of burst and, you know, improve her first step by quite a bit. Because her first step is already pretty good while standing straight up. But if she's in a more athletic stance and she could really push off those legs and – you know, power into the plays that I think she makes a lot of players a lot sooner and a lot closer to the line of scrimmage than where she currently does, especially, especially in the run game. But Simon, what are some areas of improvement you saw here for Stanton out of Northeast High School? Yeah, so for Haley here, I think 
I think she's a great passer when the pocket is clean and all that. But, you know, in flag football, that's not always the case. You know, sometimes there'll be some delayed blitzes here and there. I think she could expect more of that when she heads to that next level. And so with that being said, she has to be good um, when improvising. You know, I think she could definitely improve her improv skills, uh, specifically when she's throwing the ball. We know she could run it, right? We know she has the confidence to go ahead and get that first down or, you know, move the chains. That's that's not a doubt at all. Um, but I'd like to see her, you know, really focus on improvising in a passing way. And what I mean here is, you know, keeping those eyes downfield while scrambling, still looking for a pass when you're running around. Cause we noticed this pretty early on here, but you know, whenever she scrambles to her left and she is a righty, uh, it, it almost always looks like she's about to run the ball. Like I'm pretty sure there really isn't a time where she scrambles left and then throws it. And so with that being said, I want her to be more comfortable, you know, uh, throwing on the run, especially when you're throwing kind of awkwardly that way, you know, running left and then throwing it. Um, you just got to get better at that and make sure you keep those mechanics consistent while you're throwing on the run as well. You know, it's going to be awkward at first, but that's something that I really want to see her work on, you know, throwing on the run and uh, throwing at different angles too. I think that's a big one for sure. Uh, just so that she could be a little bit more dangerous because, you know, there's no doubt that she has a great arm when those mechanics are right, but, you also got to be looking downfield to make the pass in order to make defenses pay. And, you know, this next quarterback we talk about here, she does an excellent job of doing all of those things here, if I'm being completely honest. So um, with Haley, I think she's a good passer all around. She's good enough to play on the next level, but to be better and to be like truly elite and the best quarterback in the country she has to work on those uh, throw on the run skills those improv skills in general then another thing that i like to see her work on as well uh look you know her strength is obviously working in the pocket setting her feet and like you know blasting it downfield throwing it downfield uh, making defenses respect the vertical game right but to do that i think i'd also like to see her become a little bit more patient when passing the ball because yes you know there were a couple of really nice deep balls here actually multiple you know it wasn't like there were you know few deep balls but we'd like to see more right we definitely like to see more and so to do that you got to be patient when passing the ball and to do that as well um you know this kind of goes hand in hand with that improv uh with working on you know that on those improv skills but you know she needs to make sure she knows where her check downs are at at all times just in case you know, being patient and all that, that's a great thing. But just in case that receiver doesn't quite get open, make sure you know where your checkdowns are and make sure you're in a habit of throwing in that direction when you feel that pressure. But I, I would definitely say work on that patience. You know, if a player is coming at you, stick it. You know, be tough in the pocket, right? And then follow through. Make sure you get a good pass off. Uh, that I guess awareness could be something she could work on there to improve that patience as well. But just in general, I'd like to see her continue to, you know, build on that strength and, you know, to build on that would mean to improve the, that patience. So there you go. But altogether, I think she's an excellent quarterback though. She could definitely lead a lot of these different college programs to that first championship and, you know, really make a name for herself. I honestly see her and I'm kind of getting into you know outlook here so my apologies but i'm already on it so i'm Send gonna it. continue 
<laughs> I'm gonna continue to go on, but you know, moving forward, I do think she's somebody who could etch her name in the record books, obviously, because there's nobody else in there. But, you know, be somebody that stays in those record books for years and possibly decades to come if she continues to work on her game. Um, look, she's a I would say she's definitely definitely more of a pocket passer, you know, so, you know, make emphasize your game on that work on that continue to work on that. So. If she does all those things, she could put up a lot of numbers, a lot of numbers uh, consistently, right? And then obviously we already know this. She's somebody that could at least be a rotational linebacker. So, you know, if you need an extra body, you could throw her in there and she could do her thing for sure. But, you know, I think her future is definitely at quarterback. I honestly don't see <laughs> any other quarterbacks coming up and taking her spot. At this point, it's pretty limited, uh, and there's a lot of reasons why, you know, the quarterback talent at this level is pretty limited just because, you know, to play quarterback and to be a good quarterback, you got to have those reps and just being completely honest here. Some players, they just don't have those reps in some states. You know, I'm pretty sure less than half of the states in the United, uh, in the U S have uh, girls flag football. And so, you know, she's very lucky that Florida has had it since 2003. So there's definitely a very real possibility. Or actually, there is a there's definitely a possibility that she's been playing football since uh, um, since she was a little kid. Because 2003, she say she's 18. That's about you know the same kind of time there. So she definitely has a big advantage there. So I really don't see a lot of other quarterbacks coming in and taking her spot unless they're from Florida as well. But that's what I see right now. I think she's definitely a four-year starter. Cody, what do you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, it, I, like as far as what I might want to see, I, I would really be delighted if, you know, Kansas Wesleyan uh, got Haley Stanton so that, you know, we have uh, two of our first playmakers that we've talked about for women's flag football to, you know, be on one team. And I think that they're both – they'd both be excellent leaders on both sides of the ball – and, you know, they've both experienced success in in varying capacities and can bring that with them to the program. I think that's something that, you know, we talk about a lot where it's like, you know, you, you have to like being a winner is something that is kind of like, you know, it can define you. Right. And so I think that Stanton could set that precedent of, you know, just being a winning quarterback at the collegiate level. And I think that, you know, having a surrounding cast that helps her out quite a bit would, would help. And, you know, we, we didn't mention this. But during the highlight reel, there were definitely, like, too many drops. I'll just say too many drops from receivers. And so I think that, you know, Stanton might be looking for a place that has a bit more stability at the wide receiver position. And I think that we haven't even seen the best of Stanton yet because of the surrounding talent, you know. So that that's something that I, I'm excited for and I would like to see and Simon, didn't you say that uh, Kansas Wesleyan has like a six foot one wide receiver? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kansas Wesleyan has a pretty tall wide receiver over there. I may be wrong, but it's either Jaslyn uh, Comcho or Michaela Nunez. And we're going to cover both of those uh, late, uh, girls here. And I don't know, eventually, but they have they have a tall receiver there for sure. A jump ball receiver. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that's actually big time. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. And so, you know, if Stanton has an opportunity to play with, with a jump ball receiver, 
you know, at least one who's just even going to catch the ball on some of her deep passes, then I think that that opens up just a whole new level of explosiveness. I think that'll help her keep her eyes downfield, honestly. Now, I can't... Uh, and NAIA or NCAA or whatever, this isn't like a recruiting pitch. I have no affiliation with Kansas Wesleyan. I'm just playing with possibilities in my head like it's like free agency or something. So don't come after anybody because because this is just such a perfect matchup. But I will say, you know, that 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 all three schools, you know, no matter where Haley Stanton goes, Haley Stanton will find success just because, you know, she does have the excellent raw arm power. And I'm excited to see how far collegiate coaching will take her. You know, I I do think that there is opportunity for her to be a four-year starter. And, you know, I feel like quarterback is going to be a position more often than not where you play primarily quarterback and don't really go both ways on the college level. But, you know, it's nice to know for Haley that you can put her in at linebacker as well. So I think that She'll find a lot of success. She's going to end up on defense just because she is good at it. And she's going to end up throwing a lot of touchdowns because, well, she's good at it is is the end story here. And I think that, you know, all of, all of Simon's projections where she could go down in history and, you know, as, you know, one of the first dominant or the first highly dominant quarterback that can bring a couple of championships to one school. I think that, you know, all of these colleges should be pressed and, you know, attempting to to secure Haley Stanton's commitment because of that very reason and I know that uh she posted uh the Florida Midland University commitment two times so read into that how you will but maybe wait, they're commitment or uh oh wait not commitment Re- my bad you mean recruiting Re- like uh offer post? offer oh, oh okay my gosh. okay Oh, oh, okay, spreading my false me, information. Let, okay, here. please delete that. But <laughs> let me let me no. try that again. Um, go ahead. You know, she Haley here did post about the Florida Midland University offer twice. So read into that how you will. Uh, we'd love to get what Haley has to say on the on the matter. You know, on the show. Obviously, no pressure to announce the commitment, but we're not saying that you can't. Um, so. That's kind of my outlook. I think it aligns a lot with Simon. And, you know, I just personally, Kansas Wesleyan sounds pretty sick, but I'm a little pious. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my outlook. Simon, do you have anything else to add on before we go on to our final player of this episode? Yeah, Kansas Wesleyan, if you're listening to this, uh, we'd appreciate a visit as well. <laughs> um, you know, we'd we'd love to visit the campus and review the program. So I, I figured we might as well throw that out there since you're trying to get her to go to Kansas Wesleyan so hard. But well, we'll do that for if, if any any colleges <laughs> want, you know, Playmakers Corner to give a review on your facilities and your flag football fields and you know the coaching staff and get a feel for your programs as you know kind of a way to get the word out there for women's flag football we are more than happy to accept so yeah that to be honest that goes out to all 15 or whatever colleges that have that right now um but yeah no completely agreed i think look just anywhere she goes as long as she gets some good receivers around her i definitely think she could be someone that could hold some of those records for a while uh obviously you know for us for us you know we think about some of those old school quarterbacks like a joe namath or um uh, yeah johnny unitas i don't know why i was blanking out there and you know those were 
players that were trailblazers and you know they they were in the record books for a long time i think Haley could definitely be one of those players for a lot of young women in around the country uh right now and moving forward so i'm excited to see her play you know i i love watching quarterbacks play i'm sure cody does as well just because you know there's only so much lineman film that you could watch which isn't a bad thing because we literally had an interview with two linemen last week so make sure you check that out if you haven't yet but we're excited is the point she's, Haley, she could be the uh fran tarkenton with with the running ability that's true but you know what we have another possibly even better quarterback uh coming up next hello y'all welcome back at the playmakers corner podcast this is episode 30 and we are talking women's flag football players in this episode mostly young women in the high school football scene and we have a highly touted prospect here in Devin Silvestri, five foot seven Newsom High School quarterback, class of 2022. So also our youngest player on this list. And, you know, Devin is a very electric player, but we're going to start with the areas of improvement first and foremost, you know, just ways that Devin could get better. But, you know, and then we'll have plenty to talk about about what she's already good at. But, you know, Devin... I, one of the biggest things that jumped off the film to both Simon and I was that her footwork is a little all over the place and maybe even a little jittery and not super consistent. And, you know, something about that is that, you know, uh, like what I say a lot of the time is that mechanics and fundamentals for me are a base up thing. And so, you know, if there's not a lot of consistency generated in the footwork, then that inconsistency can spread to the rest of the mechanics, whether it's a plant, whether it's a release, whether it's a throw or engaging your whole body. That's, you know, that's an easy place for those inconsistencies to start and creep up and, you know, make you a very mechanically and fundamentally unsound football player. And also it's something to keep in mind, I guess, like for for longevity purposes, but I'm not really sure what that looks like at this moment in time for women's black football. But, you know, it's kind of something that can be expected when you have a quarterback who runs the ball as much as Devin does. And, you know, Simon even pointed out where there, there's a lot more quarterbacks these days where their footwork isn't flawless, but they still find a lot of success, you know, just based off of athleticism and arm power. So, you know, definitely something to keep in mind, but it's not like a code red emergency, like a area of improvement that Simon will be talking about. But I'll talk about the defensive area of improvement first, where, um, you know, she's not super involved in the run game on defense. And I know that she is a safety. However, I am a huge fan of safeties being huge participants in the run game, whether that's based off of because it shows watching film. It shows great footwork, which might be another reason why the safety transition in the run game isn't as proficient. And it also shows, you know, just high football IQ, being able to make plays in both the run and pass pass game where because if you know the other teams like passing concepts you should be able to make plays in the passing game and so i think that she could definitely watch more running concepts and work on that a little bit and you know just be more aggressive i think that on on her stats she only had nine tackles which is pretty low and i can assume that a lot of those come from over the middle so i i'd really like to see her be a bit more aggressive and just amp up her confidence at the safety position playing in that run game whenever the opportunities present themselves but simon what do you have for areas of improvement on devin silvestri here yeah to be honest here i'm 
um pretty much just nitpicking and i think you know we both are at this point those aren't the biggest things but i really have one thing that i want her to work on and she needs to work on that ball security when running um i don't know if it listed how many fumbles she had but you know she definitely holds the ball out there like johnny manzel if uh if any of you youngins out there don't know who he is look him up because johnny football he plays a lot like how or i guess Devin plays a lot like how he played and you know there were definitely times he held that football out didn't tuck it in and on the next level ended up being a problem and so for her i just really want to see her tuck that ball in because there are a lot of times she's just holding it out there like <laughs> like you know not not tucking it in and all that and that's definitely a problem because say you know i have a player like alexa manser here you know i tell her like hey you see that quarterback next time she does that go ahead and punch her wrist or okay maybe not punch her wrist because that sounds really dirty but knock the, <laughs> knock the ball out of her hand right like attack her hands because if she fumbles it then she fumbles it right so you know that's just that's just fundamentals at that point you know get make sure you're disciplined there if you're listening to this Devin. so uh ball security that's honestly the biggest thing not even interceptions but just when you're running and scrambling with the ball make sure you got two hands on the ball or uh make sure you got it tucked in so there you go but with that being said cody do you mind if i go ahead and hop into the strengths of Devin silvestri here go for it Okay, so uh, she was another player that was invited to the Elite 11. She actually won the Golden Gun Accuracy Challenge at the Elite 11. She had a pretty high score. I want to say it was either 18 or 19, something like that. Um, but, you know, there are some boys over there that scored 20 at the highest, actually. So she was pretty close there. And, you know, that should show a lot if she was able to stand out among a lot of the best quarterbacks in florida and you know in my opinion she might be the best quarterback in the country at this point uh no matter class so with that being said one of the things that really makes her the best quarterback in the country is that she's just a fantastic improviser you know cody did mention her footwork and all that stuff but to be honest there are a lot of quarterbacks who have trash footwork like you know, Patrick Mahomes has trash footwork. In fact, <laughs> Cody could vouch for this, but, you know, I definitely criticized the Patrick Mahomes' footwork, and I didn't think he was going to be all that. But some players are just special enough where none of that matters, and they could just throw the ball. And Devin is one of those players that could just throw the ball. No matter what her feet or lower body looks like, she'll just sling it, and it'll be on target it'll get downfield it's still power it's still powerful enough and so with that being said she's just a fantastic improviser she has fantastic arm talent that allows her to pretty much do uh anything she wants on the field she could fit into tight spots she could roll out and throw it off platform uh get the defense you know out of position and all that and she makes it look so easy time and time again and another thing to add on here, you know, she also does a very good job of keeping her eyes downfield, arguably better than a lot of players that we've broken down because we've had some players who, you know, they're dual threat quarterbacks. And when they see a lane, they don't even look downfield and they just run it. But with Devin here, you know, she'll keep it alive for as long as possible before she has to throw it. And, you know, obviously 
you know, she could run the ball as well if she's getting defensive players and defensive schemes out of position because she's definitely a threat on the ground. And, you know, all that combined with her improbability makes her just extremely dangerous. You know, um, she could light up a lot of defenses just by doing her thing and letting her cook. A lot of teams, you know, would benefit from just letting her do her thing. You know, letting her cook with the offense and just calling audibles at the line and running a quick hitter spread offense type of deal because she can run it. She could throw pretty much all the routes. She has shown that she can throw a variety of routes and she does it to pretty much any defense that she goes up against. So there you go. If you're a defense, you can't be caught slacking. You got to be disciplined um, in whatever scheme or uh thing that you're running because you know if there's a mistake out there she's gonna find it and she's gonna make you pay a lot like uh, Patrick Mahomes Spencer Rattler or even Kyler Murray if I'm being honest there so there you go and then last thing here uh this has to do with you know her throwing ability she just has a very quick release she could get the ball out there very fast and that means she could hold on to the ball for as long as possible and then still find her check down with a nice throw um a nice quick throw at that so so yeah but that's definitely not all the strengths for Devin here so Cody why don't you go ahead and uh wrap up her strengths here yeah so as you mentioned you know Devin is a phenomenal athlete and you know is a threat in the run game and that kind of expands a lot of opportunities that she gets in the pass game because she's just so fast and agile you know one of her plays she she gets to show her I, speed as well as you know just like i want to say like cardio capabilities right because she does have almost an entire field level pick six so like you know and you know there there was definitely some missed tackles on it but it was still on her to finish the run and you know keep running through those missed tackles and she did exactly that and capitalized on what i think is like an 80 yard or 75 yard interception return which is big time so you know her speed is enough to you know give people headaches at the safety position and at the quarterback position where you know if she makes the edge there's not a very good chance of catching her honestly unless you take like the perfect angle and she's even really good at just you know running up the middle and getting as you know getting a first down arguably on just a quick little scramble so she's definitely you know a a huge threat uh, in the running game at the quarterback position and then you know i'll also talk about you know her her safety skills continuing on with that huge pick six you know she did have five interceptions at safety and i think that that's a huge testament to just her overall ball skills and i think that you know with her ability to catch like that that opens up more opportunities on the offensive side of the ball you know we saw a lot of examples of Haley stanton you know catching some touchdowns on, you know, basically Philly Philly specials and, you know, catching like backwards passes to go for an even deeper pass. And, you know, you can run a lot of those same things with Devin here because of not only the arm power, obviously, but, you know, she she does have a great ability to catch. And at the safety position, she definitely high points. Some of these interceptions are not free, but, you know, she makes them look free just because of how easy it comes to her and how athletic she is and know she has excellent hands and then you know you can see her football iq you know on full display at the safety position as well and like i said you know she's phenomenal in the passing game because 
she baits quarterbacks really hard where, you know, like there are some passes where she makes picks on where I'm like, oh, sweet, that's going to be like a 15-yard pass. Nope, it's going the other way. And so, you know, between that IQ and that athleticism and those hands, it's it's really hard to find, you know, somebody like Devin who I think is, you know, could be, you know, an all-team or all-league safety player as well as an all-team or all-league quarterback you know so i think that her versatility on both sides of the ball is probably the best out of anybody on this list and a lot of that has to do with her speed and agility and then you know i'll just talk stats real quick here that were impressive you know she's very good at decision making i think and you could tell that you know he she keeps her eyes downfield because you know 68 percent completion percentage is really high especially with the volume of passing in flag football that exceeds a lot of what we see in even standard high school football, if I'm going to be completely honest. So, you know, high completion percentage that shows good decision making. Uh, she has a TD uh, to INT ratio of six to one where she threw for 18 touchdowns to only three interceptions. And then she, like I already mentioned, as far as her running capabilities go, she tacked on another six rushing touchdowns. So, you know, like Simon said, we don't know her fumble totals, but as far as TD to turnovers that we've seen, that's a tw- that's a eight to one ratio versus um, the six to one as far as the just passing TDs. So, you know, those are those are great numbers. Those are, you know, collegiate skilled numbers. And she's built like a college athlete. Absolutely. Already. And she hasn't even played her senior season yet. And Simon, if you don't mind me talking outlook here. Um, I'd like to jump into it. Yeah. So Devin, (laughs) if anyone is going to give Haley Stanton a run for money at the next level, it's going to be Devin Silvestri. And I think that Devin is probably one of the most versatile players in the entire country, because I have no doubt with her athleticism and speed that she could play any position on the field as far as skill positions go. So, you know, and I, I'd like to see a bit more athlete on athlete coverage, but I think that, you know, she's definitely fast and athletic and agile enough to play not only safety, but also cornerback, you know, and play linebacker as well with the speed and agility she has. I think she's a great, she could be a great sideline to sideline player. And then, you know, talking about her hands, I think that she could absolutely go out to that wide receiver spot and, you know, with her running ability, play at the tailback position. And obviously, you know, as far as the quarterback goes, she's she's a standout there and an Elite 11, you know, uh, well-respected quarterback, you know, by by her peers and by those over at Elite 11. And so I think with all of this in mind, with this versatility and just this raw athleticism that she's a four-year starter anywhere she goes and she's going to be asked to do a lot. And I think that, you know, she could be one of those players where we talk about her dominance on both sides of the ball, especially with an emphasis on what she could do on the offensive side of the ball. Now, she could just go to college and just be a quarterback and still be legendary. I have no doubt about that. But, you know, the versatility, if I'm looking at uh, Devin Silvestri as a, a collegiate coach and I'm looking for someone to define my program for the next like 20 years, you know, as far as just like the expectations and just being like a campus hero, a campus legend, I think that Devin Silvestri fits the bill really well. Simon, do you think that any of that is, you know, maybe projecting a little bit too much or what are your thoughts on my outlook and what what would you have to say in response to that? 
Uh, no, I don't think you're projecting too much. I think every single, uh, you know, program in the country should offer her and try to get her as much money as possible. You know, they need to find a way to get her into the program because I'm just going to be completely honest. She's going to win a national championship. Now, we don't know where she's going to go to win a national championship, but, you know, it's rare that there are many players that are this talented like Devin uh, that don't attract more prospects uh, to that program, you know? Like, at, honestly, there's no rankings out right now. It would be really cool if there were rankings, you know, for uh, women's flag football here, but there's not uh, for prospects, that is. And so if there was, though, and, you know, you might go ahead. You could, I think I'm comfortable with saying this, you know, here at the Playmakers Corner, we're going to rank these girls. And as prospects, you know, that's what I meant. As prospects, we're going to rank them. And I do think she would be a five-star prospect for sure. Uh, out of everyone in the country as of right now i really haven't seen a player that is dynamic as her on both sides of the ball and she can you know be this good on both sides of the ball in my honest opinion you know um so i'm just gonna be honest you know whatever whatever team gets her they're gonna get a national championship as well you could probably guarantee it obviously there's work to do and all that but you know it's hard for me to see other players look and be like well you know, say Devin goes to, uh, I don't know, Kansas Wesleyan, right? Say she goes there. Do you want to go against her or do you want to be on the same team as her and just win like four in a row? <laughs> it's up to you. You know, maybe you want that competition and all that stuff, but also you want to go down in history because, you know, there were definitely a select few college programs back in the early days of football that stood out because they did go ahead and win three or four in a row right off the bat. I'm thinking Rutgers did it. You know, army had, you know, their little run. You had Yale. Um, I think Dartmouth, I want to say one of those teams, but those teams, you know, they, they made their mark early on and it matters moving forward because their, their program is still around because there were plenty of programs back then that did eventually get cut. So, you know, success, it speaks and that goes for Devin here. And I really do think that she can win a national championship at whatever college she goes to. So, I'm going to be honest, I feel like I overstepped way more than you did. But what do you think about Devin Silvestri eventually becoming a national champion? Uh, maybe even a multi-time national champion. I have no doubt about that. And I think that, you know, we're going to become very familiar with these young women that were invited to the Elite 11 for years to come, honestly. And I think that you know, pending on the level of dominance that, you know, these these athletes show, it could open up even more opportunities. And I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it at that for, you know, if you know what I'm saying, then you know what I'm saying, because they deserve that extended opportunity to be professional athletes. So, um, yes, that that's that's my thoughts on the matter. And I think that, you know, the world is finally going to get to see uh what these young women are made of and it's long overdue yeah for sure and honestly look i'm i'm just gonna throw this out there real quick as we're wrapping up here i'm a girls basketball coach here at the school that i teach at you know i teach uh, eighth seventh and sixth grade so i also coach eighth seventh and sixth grade because i am the head coach and we definitely have 
you know a bunch of girls that are football players and can be great football players and you know i'm gonna be honest a lot of my kiddos are probably gonna look up to one of these four that we just talked about here so i'm just gonna say it you know once again congrats to all these ladies uh so far in their career but you know they definitely have more to do and i don't doubt that they will but you know it's definitely a big deal that they'll be part of that first group of um girls that'll go out and you know do their thing and play and be trailblazers and you know not only etch themselves in the in the record books as like the first ones to do it but you know leave a mark that will last for <laughs> that could potentially last forever um you know beyond just being the first ones to do it in terms of success and so you know i applaud uh, these uh, young women here they're doing their thing and you know football is football this is something that we want to become normal but you know we we got to find those prospects i'm gonna be completely honest here um it it took me a minute to really like search and find you know these uh these players here because you know so like i said not every state has girls flag football as an official thing that keeps stats and you know films and all that stuff and so we want to make this a norm you know we're definitely i would say we're definitely a football podcast and playmakers it's not a masculine or feminine term it's definitely non-binary and we want to cover football wherever it's at um for whoever so i just wanted to throw all of that out there we hope to have all of them onto the show too. They're definitely all invited if uh, just in case none of them caught that for some reason. So there you go. Cody, any last words or statements here? We're calling you out, America. Get some more programs out there for for our young women and our young um, female athletes in general. You know, opportunities definitely aren't as widely available. So, you know, this this starts at the local level. We're calling on middle schools to start programs. We're calling on high schools. We're calling on, you know, entire school district boards to allocate funding to these areas because there is a want for it. There just isn't an opportunity for it. So a lot of, you know, younger women or girls think that there isn't an actual chance to do these things. And it's up to our schools to implement ways to create these opportunities. And it's up to Huddle to promote it, I'd say. And it's up to Max Preps to make sure that stats are up to date for them just as much as, you know, uh, boys football players. So, yeah. And if they don't, posts, then we will. Yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll do it ourselves, I guess. We, oh. we, we, we really will. You know, we really will. Like, we're more than willing to do that. Yep, if I'm being absolutely. Honest. So, um but yeah hey you know if there's anybody listening out there if you have a player that you want to request uh whether it's uh, you know our kings or our queens here go ahead and list uh, or give us their name position they play what school they're from and you know please <laughs> please we're begging link you. their film at least and look we're, we'll probably make you know a post or something about this or i don't know throw it up somewhere but give us at least three minutes of film you know two minutes at the least that's kind of stretching it to be honest so three minutes of film for sure uh just because it is hard to do breakdowns with very limited film and then obviously if you could link that whether it's on youtube uh huddle vimeo i we've gotten a couple of those or some other thing or just clips that you have from your phone just do us a favor and make sure you have enough it's okay to wait as well just throwing that out there okay um cody is there anything else that you want to add on before i wrap this thing up here 
Nope, go ahead and do the outro. Okay, bet. So that'll wrap up the 30th episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast. We're really excited to talk uh, about more of our queens here from all across the country because I, we do realize we only covered players from two states, literally. So uh, like I said, you know, if you're going to leave a request, make sure you do all of those things. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok as well. And then, you know, make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe because we will be releasing much more content on there. We will be releasing a lot more content content on there, whether it's breakdowns, interviews, whatever. So just be on the lookout for that. And then obviously, if you're listening to us, you're definitely on some sort of streaming platform, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Um, but if you're on one of those, which you definitely are, or probably are, go ahead and uh, give us a good rating here. You know, we appreciate all the love and support we've gotten so far. We've grown a lot since December. And so I just wanted to make sure uh, that I formally say thank you to all of our fans out there. We hope to put, you know, to spotlight many more playmakers here uh, wherever moving forward. So, yeah. So I'm your co-host, Simon Villanos. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stoffer. And peace. We'll see you next week. Later.